0: Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. Curse of sin is what brings death. It is a curse of sin that separates us from God. It's the curse of sin that keeps us separated from God. And yet God says, I'll provide you with a redemptive promise through my son so that you can come near to me with pastor jay petty that jesus bore our sicknesses and diseases and carried our pains join us here each week for the living waters church sunday sermon podcast god did by sending his own son in the likeness of flesh to condemn sin in the flesh so that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in me in you now let's join pastor jay petty for this week's sunday sermon Part of the redemptive work of Christ is that, number one, that he would always be with us. He would never leave us nor forsake us. Secondly, that he would, in his redemptive promises, that he would join with us and in that peace and give us tranquility of heart and mind. Third, he would become our shepherd and who would shepherd our souls and would minister to our needs and all needs whether physical, mental, spiritual, whatever they are. He's the shepherd who attends to us and tends to our hurts and our wants and desires. And this morning, the redemptive promise of, some, of someone who would take away the sin in our lives. Sometimes we see That is being the redemptive thing. Is that Jesus came here for one purpose. Was to die for the sin of man. And to purchase man back to God. And what a powerful thing God did through him. He did an amazing thing. And it's all free. The only thing we have to do is believe it and receive it, that's it. We don't have to do anything else but believe it to receive it. As God the Holy Spirit touches our hearts and our lives, and he does, he ministers to us, the shepherd ministers to us, and he speaks to us, and he draws us to that place where his son is at. And we feel it, we feel the tug upon our hearts, Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide an offering. And Christ was the offering provided for our complete redemption. Him alone, you've been redeemed. You've received every promise of inheritance through one work of the cross. In the Old Testament, God established the atonement he established it that uh, of covering the sin of man. When Jesus came, He became that sacrifice, that Lamb of God, who not only took man's sin, but He carried that sin away. Genesis 22:14 says, "And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide." And He said, "To this day, in the mount of the Lord, shall be provided." Isn't it amazing that God, all the way down through history, has provided a way for his people. We're gonna begin with where it all started in Genesis 22, seven. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, "'My father.' And he said, "'Here I am, my son.' Then he said, "'Look, the fire and the wood.' but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together and they came to the place which God uh, told them. And Abraham built an altar and placed the wood in order. And he bound his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel called out, the angel called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I now know that you fear God. And since you have not withheld your son, you only, Your only son from me. It's a picture of the Father of heaven sending his son to become that lamb and causing, instead of taking him away from the sacrifice, causing him to become the sacrifice. You know, your faith will always be tested. God will send his word to test you as with fire and with, as with silver by fire. And simply what that simply means is that when God puts something in you, when he gives you something, he's going he's to test you. And that's what happened to Abraham. Abraham was on that mountain and his whole life revolved about one promise that God had made him that through Isaac, through Isaac, that God was gonna bless him and make a nation and make kings come out of him. And all of a sudden, he's putting his son down, tying his son down, and gonna cut him and quarter him and and burn him. What a test. What a test, what a test of fire. How painful it must have been for him to make to, to do this one thing for God. But Abraham believed that no matter what, that God had promised him, Isaac, that these things would be. So he believed that no matter what, if he cut him up into a thousand pieces, that God would put every one of those pieces back together and raise him from the dead. And therefore, he moved by faith. He moved in a hope. Colossians one thirteen, it says, He was delivered. He delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of His Son, in which He loves, in whom we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sin. The redemptive promise. There is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. Never has been. There's no other way to the Father except through the Son. No other way for God to reach mankind than through the work that His Son provided for each one of us. That's how come we're here. That's how come we believe. It's because God provided that provision of redemption for you and me. And it was through one thing. It was the shed blood on a cross, the dripping of blood, the blood, the blood that was poured out, the blood that went through, like poured out of his hands and feet and his side, the blood that poured from his head when they put a, a, a crown of thorns on him and, and ripped his flesh, when they beat him and pulled flesh out from his back and a. And pulled bone out from his back. It was all a work of redemption. For you and me. It provided for us. Every necessity. Every necessity. For you and me. From our spirit. To our soul. To our flesh. It was all provided. In that one work that Jesus did for you and me. Because the curse of sin. Is what brings death. It is a curse of sin that separates us from God. It's the curse of sin that keeps us separated from God. And yet God says, I'll provide you with a redemptive promise through my son so that you can come near to me. That's a powerful thing that we can draw near to God. And we can know him and we can know his spirit. And we can worship in intimacy. And we can feel him and see him. And he can speak to us because he loves us. None of that would have been possible. None of it. If it hadn't been for the act of one son's faithful walk with God. My wife and I were talking about above all that's a song above all nations above all kings above above that he's above all things but at the end it says that that he thought of me above all that he came here specifically for you for you He died and shed his blood willingly for you so that you could be free, so that you could walk in the inheritance of the saints, so that you could have the redemptive promises of God. John 11, uh, 23. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am, I am the resurrection and life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die Do you believe this? And that's really the question. Do you believe what Jesus did for you is enough? Resurrection simply means to stand up again. In other words, a dead man stands up again, which was impossible. Here he is. He says, I am that man that causes man to stand up again, to stand up again and to live again. Even though he may die, he will live. Now, I'm telling you, that's pretty powerful. You ever tried to raise a dead man? They don't raise too well, do they? And then, you know, stand up. You can pick them up, but you know what happens when you pick them up? They fall back down. You know why? Because you have to have power over death to cause a man to stand up again. And that's Jesus. And that's what he did. You know, he he, he says to Lazarus, stand up, come forth. 1 John 1, 28, the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him. And he said, look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. See, when God created Adam and Eve, they were created in perfect innocence. They didn't know sin. They didn't know the curse of sin. They didn't know any of those things. And God said, look, just do one thing. Just go to the garden and just stay away from one tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and just don't go there. You can have anything else you want. You can do anything else you want in this card, but you don't do that one thing. Isn't it funny? God throws up that obedient thing, you know, the one thing that you have to be obedient. And what's that one thing the enemy always comes at us with? is that very one thing that we know we shouldn't be doing. (laughs) When, When Eve fell and Adam fell, then we all fell, and we're all born into it. Is called a sinful nature, and there's no way that you can get away from that, except through the blood of Jesus. You have to have a nature change from a sin nature to the nature of God. That's the only way it works, and that's what Jesus did. He, He redeemed us from the nature of sin so that we could walk in the nature of God, so that we could live in the redemptive promises of God. Not some of them, but all of them. That we could have his presence. That we could have a shepherd. So that we could walk in peace. And it goes on. There's more to the redemptive promise of God. This was a provision that God himself was going to make for mankind. And it would be his son. Isaiah 53. That word should not be uh, grief and sorrows because that's the only place in the whole Bible where those words are translated that way. It should be sickness and disease and pain that he that Jesus bore our sicknesses and diseases and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken and spite of God and afflicted. Redemptive promise. This is the cross. This is the cross that he bore. He took yours and he carried it. In fact, the word bore it. He took it on himself. So what did he do? He took your disease, your sicknesses, your pains, your transgressions, your iniquities and he bore it on a cross for you. And that's a redemptive promise. See, God honors faith when we believe his word. How can we believe his word if we don't know what his word is saying? All my life, I I have struggled with the thing about healing. Not because I haven't seen God heal, I have. But because I'm looking spiritually for a spiritual answer. A biblical answer. An answer which you can put your hope and faith in. And in this scripture right here, he did it. That's what it means. It's a redemptive promise. It belongs to the inheritance of the saints. It belongs to you. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The things we keep going around the same circle with. Iniquity means that, that thing that you can't get rid of. He paid for it. He paid for it. To tell you that you're free of it. And you don't have to live there no more. His, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. That's why you're with Jesus. That's why Jesus is with you. That's why you have his Holy Spirit in you. Because you've been joined with him. Because of the thing that he did right there. And here's the one that causes the greatest confusion. And by his stripes. Or by his wounds. Or by his black and blue marks. I don't know how, there's so many different ways you could say it. And by the dripping of his blood, you are healed. That means cured. It's a medical term. And we struggle with that. I don't want to get into that yet, but we do struggle with it. And the reason we struggle with it is because we have difficulty knowing what the Word of God is really saying. If God said it, then God meant it, period. That's where we put our faith. We don't put our faith in things that God doesn't say, we put our faith in things that God does say. Will it be tested? Of course. Matthew twenty six, twenty seven, and eight, he says, and he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the, uh, shed for many for the remission of sins was the blood. was the blood. Pure and simple, it's the blood that deals with sin and the nature of sin. End of story. It wasn't just blood, it was innocent blood. It wasn't blood that was tainted by sin, it was blood that was never tainted by sin. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Jesus did. He looked just like you and me, but there was one difference. He was a man who didn't possess that nature. He possessed the nature of God, and he walked in that nature of God. And then when he, and then when he laid down his life, he was an innocent man. There was no reason for them to kill him, but he came for that very purpose so that he would become the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of man, that he would wash them in the precious blood, that he would cleanse them in the precious blood, that he would sanctify and make them righteous in the precious blood so that we could walk as free people, free of the nature of sin and live in the righteousness of God, in the nature of God, by the power of God. And the problem is is this is we really don't believe that. The just shall live by faith to faith. What that means is that we walk by faith in what God has done, period. We can't look at anything else. I don't care how difficult the road seems in front of us. I don't care how many things pop up in the way. I don't care how many things the enemy throws at us. Ours is to walk by faith, not by sight. If, if this is what Jesus did, he did it for me. So therefore, I'm going to live in that and walk in that and believe that. Jesus was crucified on Golgotha. From the garden to the resurrection is the gospel story. He came, and he laid down his life willingly. Take me. Take me. I'll be that that sacrifice. I I will be that sacrifice for mankind because my father loves his creation. God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son. And it was on that tree, on that cross, where the curse of sin came. All the curse of sin, all the curse that sin brought, went on him. He took your sin. He took your transgression. He took your iniquity. He took your sicknesses. He took your pain. He took it all. And he said, I'll take it, Father. I'll take it for them. I'll take their place, Lord. I will provide for them a redemptive promise that will go down in eternity. So every time God looks at you, he sees one thing. He sees the blood of his son, and he sees an innocent soul. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. And what my flesh was weakened, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. So that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in me, in you. And a simple saying God, I believe. God, I believe in what your son did for me. God, I believe in the atonement. God, I believe in the blood. I believe in the sacrifice. I believe in what you did. I believe. Amazing that when we take that faith and that hope, we begin to stand in it, that the big things that God does, he begins to do in us. I know when I gave my life to Jesus, and I know what happened. It was the greatest spiritual experience in my life and it changed me forever. And nobody has ever done that for me, except yeah. And the same thing is true of you. Romans three twenty five, whom God sent, set forth as the propitiation, which means the pleased sacrifice, by His blood. The blood was enough. Blood is enough. It's enough. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else to walk in the things of God, except the blood. because it pleased God it was enough how much unaware my through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate his present time his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Simple Receive Jesus into your heart. Let him wash the sin away. And it's enough. I don't care what the condition of your life is. You're a backslider. You're not walking with God. And the only thing you have to do is confess your sins. Because God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. To wash away. And to renew and to restore the relationship that he has with you. We all falter. All of us. Anybody that doesn't, he's not human. We all get complacent. We all... Get caught up in things that we shouldn't be caught up in. Get lured away and follow after this. And we get too busy. We do all kinds of things. And our distant relationships become more distant. But it's, re- it's easy fix. Repent. Let the blood cleanse you. Come home. Come home to the Father. Through the Son. Come home. And restore your relationship with God. Romans 5, 9, since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Justified means to be made innocent. It means that there's nothing against you. There's no account against you. There's no crime. You've been acquitted. And God does that by faith by your faith in what he has done for you, when you say, Father, I believe. When I had fallen away from the Lord for a while, and I, I came back, I remember that night, I was sitting in there, I was reading a book, and I just shut the book, set it on my chest, and I, said, and I, told, I told him, I said, God, I'm tired. I don't want to run anymore. And I simply said, Lord, I give up. If you want me, here I am. And I want to tell you it was like a it was like a wild wind in me because it started changing, things started changing immediately in me. I can't explain how powerful and how fast and how wonderful it is just to make that simple decision. I give up, I surrender. I don't want to fight no more, Lord. We're all we're all going against the pricks of the spirit. We feel them pulling at us. We feel the conviction of it. Instead of saying, Lord, I just give up, I just surrender. I surrender to the promised redemptive work of your son. It's so simple. We make it so hard. That song uh, they sang this morning, Worthy is the Lamb. That song just kills me every time I hear it. Makes me cry. For by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus. So simple. Send rain from Adam to Christ. It doesn't have to rain anymore. It doesn't have to rain in you anymore. You can have a nature change this morning, or you can come home this morning because the provision of grace is made for you. It's made for you, simply for you. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe. I told you, God does the big things. We just have to do the little things. The little thing here is to believe. It's as simple as it is. I believe you, God. I believe you, God and let him do the big thing in you. Let him do the changes. Let him be the transformations. Let him do all the things that you can't do in yourself. He made him who knew no sin to become sin. Jehovah Jireh. God will provide his own sacrifice. Abraham prophetically was speaking to the day that Jesus would go to the cross. That God will provide his own sacrifice. God provided the Lamb of God to take away the sin of man. God did. God did that by sending his own son. His own son. To pay the price for all of us. You don't even have to pay it. All you have to do is believe it. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.